but anyway, thank you very much for joining. Uh, 12.31, so I'm a minute late. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, wait uh, to start just because this is such a, a fun subject for me, quite frankly. Uh, you know, the, the, this whole space of, of marketing is, is a lot of what I do every day. Uh, you know, in, in, in Canada, the, the, idea that, the idea today is to kind of, you know, set a little bit of groundwork, like every one of these kind of like live builder chats we've done uh, with uh, and, and, and we want you to be able to be a part of the conversation uh, so that you have questions and things like that please fire away uh, the, the idea is this is not a webinar you know this is this is lunch break uh, you know we're taking a little pause we're, we're chatting about different ideas uh, and so I'll let you know a little bit about Red Team, obviously. That's part of what I have to do. It's part of the process. Uh, give you some general thoughts about uh, kind of some marketing things around construction and, and, and why we think it's important and things to consider. And then uh, chat with Dan, our, our, our guest today, about marketing in general. Um, uh, on, on the slide that introduced Dan, and I'll, I'll say it right now, I, I call him a marketing nerd uh, slash the, the good kind. Uh, and, and, and it's because it, Dan is someone that we, we work with uh, closely. Uh, Dan works with construction companies as well as uh, Red Team and many other businesses. And so he, he has dealt with all different facets of marketing. You know, it could be website, it could be signage, it could be just even general strategy, branding, and so forth. And so the, the plan is to have a little bit of a dialogue between Dan and I, but invite you guys into that conversation to, to, to pick our brains, you know, and, and kind of think about what does that look like? And so without further ado, you know, first I, I'd like to kind of share with you about, you know, Red Team, obviously, you know, you know Red Team, uh, as most of you know, you know, we're a collaboration platform for commercial contractors. Our goal is to provide, you know, a tool so people can access the right information in real time from anywhere they are, uh, the field, the office, at home, whatever the case might be. Uh, and, and Red Team, you know, we're not a software company first. We're, we're a construction company. Uh, we think construction, we don't think software. We think about the world you live in, how do we provide you tools that help you run your business more efficiently, uh, more optimized? So ultimately, you know, this revenue you work so hard to capture, what we're going to talk about, how do you preserve that revenue and the health of your company? That's how we think about Red Team as a company. So it's a very broad platform, uh, you know, some business development functionalities, pre-construction estimating, bid management, project management with your Gantt schedule, RFI management. Um, so it's so a lot of things in there, your daily reports, punch list items, et cetera. Very deep construction financials. Uh, we have a tool, so-called Team Player, to help you collaborate with your subcontractors so they can invoice electronically in an AI-style format. So there's a lot of things. So if you want to just learn more, just come, you know, check out redteam.com, or you can put a chat in here, uh, and then we can have a conversation about anything you need to to know uh, about Red Team. So, but here's kind of where we are today. Uh, it, it's really interesting because. Uh, you know, it's a subject matter that we wanted to touch on about four months ago. And then, uh, pardon my French, and I can get away saying that, you know, shit hit the fan. Uh, you know, COVID-19 hits us, and all of a sudden, the world, you know, had to pivot so fast uh, that, you know, we're, we're all, all of a sudden, yeah, this is, I'm here in my own office. Calorie is working out of his bedroom. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, and, and, you know, it's just, just what it is, you know. Uh, and we have found ways to make it work, and it's been seamless. Um, but nonetheless, what's really interesting to look back, if you look back back to 2011, so we're going back basically 10 years, this has been a pretty good market. 
you know, uh, you know, the, the, the construction volume keeps increasing. Uh, you know, it, there's not been a big concern when I talk to construction professionals that I'm friends with or, or clients and so forth. I don't hear a lot of them going like, man, I, I got to find more work. That's not a huge concern. I mean, it's something that's important. I hear more of, I have to find the right work. Um, you know, uh, I, I need to make sure I've got my business optimized. I need to have the right crew to do the work. I need to find better subs. I mean, those I've, I'm hearing. But the finding more work has not been a top of mind issue, right? So what happens is when that's not a top of mind issue for a long period of time, that skill set eventually erodes in the business. And so, you know, COVID-19 effectively is creating a question mark for all of us is, well, what does the market look like? You know, we all have the backlog to work through, right? So we probably, most construction companies have four, six, 10, 12 months. I mean, some projects have been delayed, so there's gaps being created short term. Um, but, you know, it's like, well, what am I going to be doing in nine months? What am I going to be building in 12 months, in 16 months, 18 months? You know, and so how do I start taking actions today to start thinking about backfilling uh, the, the log of, of projects that I'm working on? So that's a really important thing to think about. So why does marketing matter, right? I mean, most people, when you talk about marketing, is well, it's just getting more clients. It's like, well, yeah, but what does that mean? You know, getting more clients, how do you get more clients? You know, obviously meeting new prospect is, is the given, right? People that are looking for a contractor to work with. Um, also looking good to prospective employees, that's important, right? Uh, you know, construction talent, even though, you know, I know the construction industry has shed a lot of employees, quality employees are still tough to come by. That's not gonna change for the foreseeable future. And even if you're a down market, you wanna get the top talent. And the top talent typically wants to work for top companies. So looking good to other prospects, looking tight, your marketing looks good, and wow, they get their stuff together, that's important. Team pride is important that your current employees look at the, the, the content you have in the marketplace, how your job sites look and that kind of stuff. And they go, yep, I work for these guys. You know, that's, that's important too, because there's that projection of they're proud of being part of your business. Um, and then, and then obviously the customer pride, you know, w you know, one of the things I love seeing is when a customer of a GC shares the very cool aerial pictures of a job site they go, yeah, look at what my GC is doing for me. You know, I mean, you can't buy that. Like this is almost better even than just a success story because it's on the fly and they just love seeing, you know, their vision coming to reality with your help as a GC. But in order for them to do that, you know, they have to have that information given to them. It has to be published, got to be created and, and, and so forth. So, so how does that work? And then also in terms of marketing, what is your primary objective? Now in, in the first statement, you know, I'm, I'm, being a little cynical, but you know, it's a lot of it. You know, a lot of people, it's, it's vanity. You know, I want to look good, right? Look, look at my stuff. Um, FYI, it doesn't work. Uh, if your goal is to meet new prospects, show a strong image to employees, it will come through and it's not a good look. Uh, so you really want to think about what is your intent of your marketing? What are you trying to accomplish is important because that will help someone like Dan you know, we start to frame the conversation about how do we attack this? You know, if it's just looking good, you know, hire a great videographer and then put interviews of yourself and tell you how cool you are and great, and you can do that. Um, that's, that's, it's just not 
likely going to have the outcome you want if your goal is to either meet new prospects, have new uh, special employees and things like that. So really important. Now, another primary objective is, you know, recruiting top talent, right? So that we talked about, you know, looking good in the marketplace is is, is a very important element of of good marketing uh, in, in the construction. So let's talk about meeting and capturing new prospects as a core uh, focus here today. Uh, so really, who is the right prospect? You know, the first, you know, it's a due diligence that you have to do. Uh, I mean, you know, like, for example, at Red Team Software, right, or the right prospect for us is first and foremost a commercial general contractor. Window over. If you're a residential guy, you know, you're probably not going to be the right fit for, for Red Team. It's just you know, a highly likely uh, case. Also, how many degrees of separation from the project is the right prospect? For example, an architect, you know, they're not the decision maker, but the architect could be a good source. So do I want to get more architect to talk to me or see my stuff? Are they a good target to to learn about me? Um, What about, you know, the developer uh, that hires the GC and say, hey, Mr. GC, you know, I like your stuff, right? So, so really thinking about who is the right person, or is it the real estate agent, or is it, you know, th- there's different companies and businesses that are not always the direct decision maker, but they're the right people to bring into your network because they're gonna provide you valuable information. Hey, this is coming down the pipe. Here's, here's what's happening. There's some due diligence being done on this project. Maybe we should share some insights about a project you did that was similar six months ago. Right. And then they help you get into that conversation. So really important to think about what makes the right prospect for your company before you start doing a bunch of stuff. Right. And, 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 <clears throat> and, and I'll get to that in just a second. Um, but when you think about a lot of companies go, we're going to do marketing. Okay, cool. Let's build a website. It's like, no, that's not, that's not how you go. You, you first have to understand what are you trying to accomplish out of these things. And Dan and I will, will speak to that. Now, also, what would make them curious about meeting you? Like, why, why would they want to know you? What is it about what you're putting out in the marketplace, what you're doing, where you're going, how you're interacting with them, what you're projecting, right? And this projection is different ways. Again, it's how your team interacts, uh, how clean your job site is. You know, I mean, it's, uh, last week, Kyler and I did a video shoot at a job site that's being built on Red Team. And, and, and we did it from the top of a parking garage. We were able to look down on the project, which was really cool. And we could see how organized that place was. I mean, it was flawless. You know, every, everything was really tight. And, and, and that speaks volume to me as to the contractor. And I, uh, and I even made the comment. I go, man, if their customers saw this, I think they'd be impressed to see how clean and organized everything was on the job site. That image that they're projecting of how much in control they are of that site. You know, I think this is really important, really valuable. So, Dan, you have to unmute yourself. So, uh, so, so Dan works with a company called Agency V, uh, multifaceted skill sets in, in that company. Uh, for, for us, we work a lot with with Agency V on, on our web, uh, you know, web targeting and, and social media and pay click advertising things like that. Uh, that being said, Dan does a lot of things uh, well beyond just that element of it. Uh, works with construction companies. Uh, you know, I, I always call you the marketing nerd because I don't think there's anything about marketing that you and I talk about that you don't have some experience with. Is that a fair thing to say? Yeah, my experience is kind of interesting related to marketing. So we founded Agency V about uh, just over eight years ago. My business partner, who's our creative director over here, 
uh, he and I founded it together and his experience was in, uh, you know, uh, graphic design and in uh, manufacturing, fabrication, and installation of print and signage work. So our clients uh, include people like the Orlando Magic, Universal Studios Orlando that we do work together with on the print and signage and design front, uh, Massey Services, um, and uh, you know the list is 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 pretty extensive from there with a lot of other companies that we work with. Um, on that side of our business, but uh, I, I've been fortunate enough throughout my career to work for some very small companies that had five or 10 employees all the way up to businesses as large as GE uh, and Best Buy throughout the years uh, to be able to uh, learn how various businesses in several different vertical markets, whether it be software or retail or business to business, uh, have to handle their sales funnel and handle lead generation uh, to deliver leads into that sales funnel. So it's, it's been exciting. Cool. So, you know, because we're kind of focusing on, you know, being able to get in conversation with more prospects of the right prospect, the right people you want to get in conversation, uh, I broke it down into kind of three environments. Uh, as you can see here, I didn't put your office. Uh, and, and, and the reason why I didn't put your office because I don't suspect people come in your office, knock at the door and say, hey, I'd like to talk to someone about the project I want to build. Uh, that's just not the way the world works today anymore. Uh, but what, you, what, what I think about is your website, your relationships. And, and, and I view the relationship as a physical thing, meaning that's at, you're at, at an event potentially. Uh, it could be just more basic networking. It could be kind of random actually, uh, and, and also your job site or your retail shop in many ways. This is where you actually get to interact with people and start building a rapport. And they start making, by the way, decisions on you pretty quickly uh, as to do they think you're someone they'd like to know more about? Do they think there's someone <clears throat> you should talk about? And so, so we're gonna start kind of the, with, with the web uh, side. I mean, Dan and I, you and I have had that conversation in the past of, you know, before building a web, thinking about what is the intention of what the web will do for you is an important element. How do you typically start that conversation and how do you help a company kind of think through that process? Yeah, that's a good question, Fred. So uh, I think the first thing that we always do whenever we talk to any client or even prospect, even if they don't utilize our services, is we say, whether you do this in-house, do it with another agency, you do it with a web design firm slash build firm or us, is the first thing that you need to realize in building a website in the modern era is that websites are no longer informational tools. They are sales tools, right? You should look at your website, even in an industry like commercial construction, as almost adding an additional salesperson to your sales team roster, right? Because at the end of the day, while your uh, you know, larger con commercial construction jobs, getting the opportunity to participate in RFP or even close the deal uh, isn't going to happen in a silo uh, just with your website being the only tool or vehicle to get you there. It absolutely is one of those tools that will get you there, either showcasing existing client work, um, showcasing things like case studies, right, mm -hmm. is really important and other important downloadable content. In the world today, right, in, in talking with some of our clients that are commercial construction GC firms, you know, they, they talk about, you know, I go out to construction dive and that's where I find my information and this, that, and the other thing. Um, I think it's hugely valuable to provide value-added content that creates a perception 
of your firm as a subject matter expert and what you guys are really good at and telling that story around that and being able to communicate it clearly. And, and, and Dan, also, you know, the, the, issue, the issue of statics being, websites being too static, right? You know, people publish a website and it's kind of the old, you know, set it and forget it. Uh, and, and that just doesn't work anymore. I mean, the website is kind of a living, breathing thing, just like you would reorganize the, the, the facade of your store to attract new traffic in, right? Uh, it's the way I would describe it. Is that a fair comparison? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. So, uh, you know, along those lines, I would just say that it is important to make sure that you allocate enough time if you're doing it internally or having somebody else do it for you to make sure that, as Fred alluded to, that the content is fresh, right? In almost all industries, especially uh, in scenarios where there may be multiple projects that you're able to bid on or win from a particular client, it's called Advent Health or Orlando Health or the Orlando Magic or whoever it is, right, that you want to win these construction projects from, or, or even people smaller. Uh, it's, it's a lot of the time, not just a relationship, it's also what have you done lately, right? So to Fred's point, it's keeping that content up to date, showing that you're uh, innovating, that you're doing new projects that they can tell their boss about, like, hey, they just did that remodel in Winter Park for Advent Health, and isn't that cool? They manage that project, and then the boss, maybe that's a new person at this company, says, oh, I saw that. That was good work. I like the way they did that project. So, you know, making sure that you're at the top of the mind with the current work. So, so the way you just described this feels almost like there's a compounding factor, right? There is, you know, you saw the job site, and there is, you saw the website, and then there was a relationship. And, and in reality, that's, that's, that's really marketing, right? Yep. The, the whole idea of there's this, this one thing that you have to do and it's going to work is just not true anymore. Uh, today, it does take this multifaceted approach. I've got this you know, web job site and, 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 and relationships because you know, it, it could be that you have this great picture of the job site and everybody knows that in reality, it looked like crap. Uh, and that, and that, you know, everything has been photoshopped. I mean, and I've seen it, believe me, like I've seen pictures of job sites. I'm like, this is not what it looks like. Like, it's not that clean. Uh, you know, and, and it was just, I saw one actually, it was actually even a, a bad Photoshop. Uh, so, which is even worse because it looks obvious that you, you now are willing to misrepresent the facts, which is a huge turnoff. You know, if, if they can't trust you, you kind of done. So, so being able to, you know, project, right, a clean image uh, is important. I mean, Dan, if I recall correctly, in terms of the job site, you've done work with companies as far as the signage. I mean, I've got down the screen here, you know, for Millspark, which was more presenting the project and the developer, but you've also worked with builders directly where they really put a focus on making the job site look impeccable, right, as best as it can be. It's still, it's still a job site and you can't kid yourself. Uh, but having really good signage, which helps them look better and helps their client be more proud of their job site and that kind of stuff. Is that a, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, of course. So it's interesting on job sites, right? One of the easiest things that we've all seen before without getting, you know, terribly creative is even doing something that's digitally printed on fence scrim, as we call it. Uh, some people call it, um, you know, the, the, the windscreen vinyl wraps that you've seen around fences for the construction sites, right? Mm -hmm. So we've seen it all throughout town, you know, and, and, and elsewhere in the country all the time. You know, lots of construction companies do that. But where you can get creative with that is some people will go out and they'll just buy single color panels for that rather than telling a story. So one scenario of good storytelling is what they did with the Dr. Philip Performing Arts Center. So as they did additional additions to that 
building and added on to it, they were telling the story on the exterior, you should get excited about this new development work that we're doing for this building, for this cultural icon here in Central Florida, and you should want to check that out, right? Um, versus just doing something static color uh, and then every once in a while throwing your logo on it, right? That, that doesn't excite people, right? So it also is an expense that you can look to your, your customer to be able to say, let us help you tell the story of what you're building here to get your, you know, potential tenants or, you know, clientele or your customer that you're building this for, their customers, in, you know, excited about this project, et cetera, et cetera, right? And there, therefore, there's a co-marketing opportunity between you as the general construction firm um, and also the entity that you're, you're, you're building that out for. Each um, frame signs are, are good too. Um, things like you see on the screen, on Fred's screen that he's sharing too are great. Um, whether you're in the planning phases and, and you happen to get involved at that stage or, or whether it's actually under construction at this point, but signage is great. Uh, great at so, telling us. So, so I really like what you mentioned though about the, the idea of, so what you're saying is the general contractor could potentially approach its customer and, and say, hey, listen, I'll, I'll take this on. Uh, I'll, I'll help you create the signage and help promote your building. You know, obviously, I'll promote myself in the process, right? I mean, it's still the idea, right? Uh, but so so this way, it really doesn't cost anything for the GC to even make things, make their job site look even better and more attractive. And they go, yeah, this job site is being built by XYZ Construction, and it, it looks tight. I mean, and, and in reality, it's a cost that the owner you know, to a con, but the GC, you know, help facilitate that. I mean, how, how expensive are, uh, like, those, those, those wrap signs? Like, is it do you by, by linear or foot type stuff generally? Like, how do you, how does that, what does that typically run? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, the pricing is in part based on linear footage and then also square footage, right? So it depends okay. on how, how tall it is, right? And, yeah. uh, you know, how accessible the job site is and things like that, right? Um, uh, I wouldn't be able to quote something like off the top of my head, but it's in, in, as a typical rule of thumb, even for a gigantic job site, like the Orlando magic is doing here in central Florida. Um, you know, you're talking uh, 20 to 30 grand. You're not talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. That's, that's a quarter of a mile of linear feet and it's seven foot tall. Right. right. To give you an idea. So, so that's the point, right? Is, is what, what we're talking about is it's a relatively inexpensive thing to do. I mean, I know Absolutely. the numbers can add up, but you know, if you think about the price of a billboard, right? Which, it's a fraction of the cost. Yeah, and, 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 and I see so many GCs not capturing that opportunity. Uh, and, and, and again, you know, I think to the point I made earlier, you know, it's, it's been kind of easy to get new jobs. There was not a lot of reasons to do it, but right now you have live job sites so why not actually even go back to existing job sites and invest a few bucks in putting some really nice signage, maybe a picture of the building and say, hey, Mr. Owner, I'm, I'm doing this for you as a gift. Just going to do a cool picture of this of the job site that's coming on with a story to tell, with our logo. Would you be okay with that? And, and, and I don't see owners pushing you back on this, but that's going to be a way to elevate your brand in the marketplace. Those are things that are valuable to think about, like, you know, some, some quick opportunities to start, you know, fitting that pipeline of projects down the road, right? Um, and and it's, 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 it, it sounds like um, something that is, is so simple, 
it's just you just got to take that step and you have to think about you know the marketing effort you're putting into your business as to what's going to pay off in six months nine months 12 months and sometimes it's just like oh yeah I, I, i've seen these guys oh yeah on that project yeah it was cool i, I like that project right and, and, and that's the idea here is to kind of create this redundancy of of, of things right so obviously relationships uh, it, it's huge now, what's what's funny though is a good friend of mine is is business development for multi-billion-dollar construction companies. So we talk about relationships, and and one of the things that he's told me all the time, he said, I get my best leads from my guys on the job site because they the people come to visit and, and that kind of stuff, and they hear things, and and so he, he's done a lot of work in in kind of teaching them. Hey, listen, if you hear about something. Try to ask those two or three questions. Get me that information this way I can follow up on it. And so, so he sees a lot of that in, in the course of in, – in sometimes the job size in the trailer, it's a meeting, or whatever the case might be. But there's these network effects that are really valuable. So it's not just a relationship of you know, that one time you go to that happy hour or that dinner that you organize. It's this ongoing kind of natural element. And so think about in this activity that's happening day-to-day -day right now – what are things you could do to potentially capture new information that you could use for your business down the road? You know, really valuable asset that, that is worth uh, really focusing on. And, 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 you know, we're getting close to the 30 minutes and I want to be respectful of that. Uh, but in, in before we wrap up, I want to talk about, you know, the website again. Um, and not about the website itself, but I want to talk about actually driving traffic to the website. Uh, because, you know, the website is only as good as the traffic it receives. I mean, I will take uh, a B-plus website with tons of traffic over an A-plus website with no one in it all day long, right? Because if there's no one in it, it's pointless, you know? So, you know, thinking about the website, you know, and, and Kyler and I work on this a lot. If you go to redteam.com, you'll see there's a fair amount of call to action. Hey, you know, ask for a demo. You want to learn more. Here's a white paper, here's things. And, and I will tell you that, it's been really effective. But Dan, can you speak a little bit about, you know, what are the things, because in your career, you've worked in companies that were really super dialed in into this whole web traffic uh, world. Uh, can you speak a little bit to, you know, what are strategies that companies could employ to drive traffic to their website that are not expensive? I'm not talking about buying $50 keywords, that kind of stuff. But what are two or three simple advice you could give that could help companies drive that traffic, maybe leveraging social media or, or obviously refreshing the content, but also creating call to actions. I mean, I'm just examples of things that come top of my head. What, what, do, you, what do you have? Yeah, those are all good questions. Uh, the first thing that I would say is go create a Google Ads account if you don't have one today and go buy your branded keyword term. So if your business name is uh, construction by Dan, go start buying construction by Dan and variations of those keywords that include your ge geography, okay? Because those will be some of the least expensive keywords you can buy and some of the best converting. And everyone makes the assumption that once you've named a business a particular name, that you're going to automatically get free organic traffic using that brand name. That's not a fair statement. Because first off, your competitors will buy those keywords, one. And two, your, your, your um, brand name may include generic terms, like the word construction in it. Uh, we've worked together with the coffee brand here in Central Florida for a number of years, helping them with digital. And the name was something coffee. 
The challenge with that, of course, is coffee is a very generic term. So are people looking for coffee recipes? Are they looking to buy coffee? They're looking for this, are they looking for that? So you need to make sure that you go out and buy your own branded terms. That's one thing. The other thing is that I would make sure that you pick the social media outlet and channel that's gonna be most conducive to your business. In other words, if you're trying to win businesses that are you know, hospitals and things like that and be able to bid on those jobs, where do those people go to? Are they thinking about you know, their construction companies that they're gonna include in RFPs on Facebook? Or are they thinking about it on LinkedIn? Or are they thinking about it on Twitter? Are they thinking about it, you know, et cetera, et cetera? Where do they think about it? And that's where I would focus your advertising efforts. I wouldn't pick, to Fred's point, 10 vehicles to start with. If you're not doing this today, I would pick two or three. Then I would try to get them humming so that you're getting the kind of ROI you need for lead generation before you expand to four and five and six and seven, right? But to Fred's point also, make sure that you create content very purposefully on your website that it does one of two things in my suggestion. It either serves your existing clientele, number one, right, your existing customers, or two, it serves a lead generation purpose for you. If it doesn't do one of those two things, it doesn't belong in your website, period. Because those are the only two objectives that you should have for your website right? And once you do that, if it is content that is purposefully designed to generate new leads for you and win you new business or the opportunity to win new business, make sure that you splice in logical calls to action and that you take people down the entire purchase funnel. Somebody may not say, I want to make a phone call to XYZ construction company today, but they might be ready to download a white paper or a testimonial or a case study from you. So make sure that you have different content speaking to people at different points of the sales funnel. Because if you don't do that, you may lose them because you're trying to hit the home run before you've gotten them to first base, if you follow the analogy. So Got some it. things to think about. Cool. Thank you, Dan. This is, this is really valuable content. Really appreciate it. And, and what I would add is, you know, you may, Dan mentioned the, the white paper strategy. Um, one thing that we found uh, is any white paper that has almost like a list about the top three things you need to consider before you start designing a project, the top three things you need to consider when selecting a general contractor and things like that. And, and, and make sure to not put marketing in there. It really needs to be completely centered onto your client, you know, don't try to go, and by the way, call us, right? Because otherwise it just becomes disingenuous, right? And so, so, but think about simple content you can put out in the marketplace. People will download it. And typically if they're downloading a white paper about what should I do about selecting the right GC, odds are they're looking for one. Uh, and at that point you have a quick follow-up going, hey, if there's any information I can share, any, anything you'd like to know. You know, happy to talk to you to help you think through this process of things you need to consider. And, and, and that is a really soft way to, you know, potentially get into new conversations of people. Because uh, I, I do believe over the, the few months and maybe, you know, year to come, uh, that skill set is something every construction company needs to hone down a little bit better than they have because the market's been easy for the past few years. And that's a, it's a great time to you know, put some thoughts into it and, and some strategies in place to be able to, you know, really refine uh, those approaches and think about these this different things. So thank you, Dan, for joining us today. Uh, always love spending time with you. Uh, it's, it's always always interesting. And thank you, everybody else. Uh, ha have a fantastic day. And uh, if, if you also want to look at some previous webinars we had, we, you know, last week, uh, not two weeks ago now, wow, time flies. Uh, we had a, a call with uh, Uproar, which was our PR firm, and talked about, you know, telling your story, which I think ties really well to those white papers. You know, how do you 
do that uh, in, in a way that's, that's effective. Also getting presence in other magazines potentially. So you have that third party validation. Uh, things like that are, are really valuable. So thank you again. Have a great day and uh, we will have our next webinar, I believe on June 11th right now. I don't think we have anything scheduled. Uh, that will be a more product centric webinar. We'll be introducing uh, Team Player, uh, which is our product that we've designed to help subcontractors and GC uh, collaborate on the job site with uh, electronic billing, uh, being able to actually invoice electronically but directly against their schedule of values and things like that. So we're excited to uh, spend that time with you in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much.